Welcome to this week's episode of Unsolicited Thoughts, where we talk about this week's thoughts. And them political hoes over there. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Jax. Let's see if we can tackle these topics. Like we are in, I don't know, let's say South Carolina or Nevada. And the polls are just changing ever so slightly. Where the front runners are now the back runners, and the back runners are now the front runners. Topsy turvy. <laughs> How's your week been? Um, topsy turvy. Very similar <laughs> to these campaigns. Oh, girl. Um, caucuses. I, the whole shebang. Nevada is a caucus, which is going to piss yeah. me off again. I don't understand these caucuses. I caucuses does not work for working Americans. Because right. you have to take time off, right? Or you have to be, you know, in a gymnasium or wherever the case, like wherever they meet up, depending on the the, the district. What do you have kids and like you have life to live? Truly, like the other day, I was out selling Girl Scout cookies with a, with people, and at the end of the day, their kid had to go do homework. Like that's seven o'clock at night, going home to do homework. Like as a parent, I would assume that you'd want to be with your children. I would assume that you'd have to cook dinner. Right. I would assume, I mean, even if you ordered out to try to make it easier using a Grubhub or a DoorDash, something of that nature, that's still money, cost, et cetera. Do you think caucuses should be abandoned? Uh, Not abandoned, maybe, but like abolished? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in watching the debate last night, Mm -hmm. they were in the breaks of, like in the commercial during the what would have been commercial breaks, I don't know why I was seeing only Steve Kornacki going through. You were on MSNBC. That yes. tells me, yes, yeah, he loves the, the yeah. board. He was, I was going watching... through the numbers. He was going through the board, and but for whatever reason, I was just like surprised that there weren't commercials. Like there are if you're watching it live, but live. you were probably on a mobile device. Of yes, some I sort. was right. 100%. So if you're watching it live, they do showcase it, but for some reason they don't Got have it. the. Well, I mean, it was grateful. I obviously right. don't want to see advertisements, and I, I appreciated being informed and he did like little quizzes and things like that and he was talking about how just poorly Iowa went and mm. now Nevada is also looking at what happened in Iowa and saying like oh should we not go forward with our application that we intended to use and should we do this differently and already what he was saying was the DNC had determined that after the last election they already cut the amount of caucus states in half. 14 last yeah. year, and we halved that. So now so we have seven, seven. Yeah, which is good. And he was like, what? After this, you know, already these, up, you know, weird scenarios that yeah. we've had where we haven't been able to get results in a timely fashion. and Not, not even the next day. Right. I was three fucking <laughs> Yeah, I guess later. that's a great point. Not in a timely fashion being like... <laughs> Like not, not like oh we're a little late. late. I kind of saying yeah. you had so much turnout. Right. No, no, no. We're talking people days have to reside delay. over this bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, oh, God. yeah, just looking at it from that perspective of do, does this serve a purpose? Does this still serve us a, as a purpose? So I think I'm done. Um, and it, you know, I think we talked about this too, just in the sense that like these first two caucus states, Iowa, New Hampshire, being over 90% white, I believe, was the population. I know mm-hmm. in New Hampshire it was like 93% yeah. white or something like that. Just, yeah, like both 95. One was 95, one was 98. So. Yeah. Just, uh. So just these places not having diversity, not having maybe the parties, a, a, rep- a true representation of what this party looks like, and being people that potentially help decide 
a vote elsewhere, right? Because in some capacity, if people look at the results of Iowa mm-hmm. and Pete Buttigieg maybe being someone that's considered a front runner mm-hmm. from that, to me that makes that's momentum somewhat sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is a person who is leaning on the moderate side and is expressing these American values. And I think Iowans believe it. I mean, he's he's coming from Indiana, which is another state of right. people believing in American values. So I just think to that point, like this is someone who seems right for Iowa and oh, Iowans, I can see that. Yeah, right? Makes sense. But that doesn't mean that he's necessarily right for the rest of America. And that's not to say that he's not. I, 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 I don't know. But I just think from that perspective of if that gave him a push and then I, I think we talked about because it's the last time we had chatted was just after the New Hampshire mm-hmm. um, debate because we were we missed a week or whatever. And in looking at that, we noticed that Pete got considerable more airtime, talk time than prior. And that's because probably more people were going after him because he was now considered this front runner after Iowa. And it just makes me wonder if it wasn't dictated in that capacity, mm-hmm. what would our election look like? Well, can I give you a, a counter challenge, if you don't oh, mind to think I, about? You always do. I agree with certain pieces of it, yeah. but it, it is a little dicey because Iowa is what gave African-American constituents in 2008 a look at oh, maybe Obama could win. So here's, here's something I was thinking, and I think I might have heard it on MSNBC too as well. Um, but Obama, quote unquote, became a front runner because of Iowa. Because as a black American, we, well, of course, we're going to love a black person. Like that's, I mean, not to be funny, but we're like, oh, I mean, he looks like us. We, we have an identification. We can um, have, have a moment, right? But when we started seeing that Obama was able to get white people to vote for him. We were like, oh, maybe there is an opportunity for him to, you know, win and do things of that nature. And I feel like on the flip side, Biden is trying to do the opposite. He's like my firewall, my black firewall, my colored firewall. Um, (laughs) But the problem that Biden is running into is you're not proving that you're electable with white people. Right. So at the end of the day, with with us, uh, us being black people right now, one of our biggest concerns through all the polls is beating Trump. Right. But for us, we're very practical and pragmatic. We're not going to We're not gonna be... Right now, there's a divide between the generations. Younger black people, right. obviously, with Bernie. Older black people are with Biden. But when Biden wasn't winning in Iowa, that's why you saw a big uptick in Bloomberg um, and pretty much dip all the way freaking in to Biden's, um, I'm going to say, quote-unquote, lead in the right. black community. So without Iowa, like, how would you... What state would you say go first? How would you do it? Would it be multiple states? Because I think just having a state that's diverse, yes, you're going to get that diverse population. But, for example, I'm thinking of, like, a very diverse state may not propel or change minds of people in Iowa. Does that make sense? Yes. So, whereas it's the flip with Iowa, and you see, okay, like I had my heart on this person, and then this other Pete came out of the the, the woodwork, right? right? So that makes people say, hmm, 
maybe there is something that I need to relook or reevaluate of with course. Pink. Yeah. Where you wouldn't get that if it was the reverse, you know? But it, that's what I'm saying. Like, what would the election look like if it didn't include that type of... What can we do? All the primaries on one day. Momentum, yeah. <laughs> like the presidential, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. I mean, I think that... Because we dragged this shit out. Question. Like, this year, especially, I'm, I'm interested to see, after Super Tuesday with California and Texas, there's an opportunity to win, like, 400 delegates on that day. Right. Which is crazy to me. Let's jump in into the debate. Were you able to watch, it seems like, some of the debate? Yes. Uh, any big takeaways for you? I, I honestly felt like there was so much yeah. that went on. Um, what I... I feel like my top things mm-hmm. that occurred, um, one was Elizabeth Warren really just coming out the gate and saying, like, Michael Bloomberg needs to speak for the things that he has done in his past. Mm-hmm. Um, one, like how he has treated women, mm-hmm. and two, how he treated communities mm-hmm. that he was the mayor of. Right. Um, and I thought... Whereas maybe people perceived her pre- like in the past two debates to be a little bit more even keel, even keel in some capacity, but maybe more. I don't want to say timid. I don't think that's Passive, appropriate. Maybe. Yeah, less fiery. I think she really was showing that she is a contender and a fighter, right? Um, and I think that could be also due to her showing from the last debate. The last debate, she was a little bit more timid. Absolutely. Um, and, and reserved, maybe that's the word right. we're looking for, right? right? And then that showed in her poll numbers because that gave the opportunity for Amy to kind of come in third, I think, in New Hampshire, which right. is the second one, right? Um, and I think to that point, too, this is the last debate before this Saturday's right. uh, election. election. And you need money. In Nevada, yeah. I mean, we have one more the next week, I think, another, uh, the 27th, I think. Is, is that not? Yeah, that's next week. Um, another... Uh, debate why I felt like we just had one but sure like um I think they're gonna do one in front of each voting right but uh, opportunity right because if you think about it from Super Tuesday is March 5th Uh and then you have like uh 13 contests I think that day I I just know the big ones but I think there's like 10 don't quote me because you know I'm bad 10 to 13 contests that day so um but yeah I think Elizabeth did really well I think to her, the the fire and the grit, I I I go back and forth. I don't know if it was good or not. I I liked it personally, but then I think back to what do cisgender men think? Because this is the women are women. Let me not say women are going to vote for her. Women can get on board with a woman candidate. Cisgender white men are going and and black men in that case are going to have a problem with getting on board. Because if you remember, before this debate, there was Elizabeth blackout. There was no news on her. It was just about Bernie, just about Biden, Buddha Judge, and the, the four Bs. Now this B, meaning bitch Elizabeth is back, came out and said, bitches, wait a goddamn minute. Yeah. I'm Don't here. Count me out. Don't forget about me. Um, and I also like that she stuck up for Amy. When Amy, I think, got a tough question about uh, her Mexican uh, presidency memory, and how she couldn't speak to it. Mm-hmm. She was like, now, wait a minute. Elizabeth was like, wait, this is unfair to Amy. Of course, we're going to forget some things. That's not, you know, but that's not speaking to leadership. Um, and that was interesting because if someone's taking down your opponent, you don't want to come in with a, with a shield. But I do 
like the solidarity of her sticking up for a fellow women candidate. Yeah, for some reason I don't I don't remember that scenario in in that context. I definitely remember, remember What? How did you remember it? I remembered that the question came to her. Uh-huh. And you're saying to Amy or to before Amy. the debate? To Amy. At the debate. Yeah, at okay. the debate. And I feel like she fumbled through her response mm. and then I feel like Pete used that as an opportunity to Pete, Pete, dig in. Them two bitches was going at I it. I know, truly. Brother and sister. Um, to dig in. And, you know, their piece will always be... Obviously, they're trying to run for the same votes. So I think in some capacity, obviously, it makes sense to to pick and prod at, at the person that you deem to be, the you know, your competition in terms of who you think will vote for you. Um, so I definitely understood. And I feel like... He was definitely offering digs like across the board. Um, definitely like just because I feel like very measured in his delivery. Which and is I where think, I'm saying that's where it could hurt Elizabeth. But I don't I think Elizabeth She came off as a fighter to me. Right. Yes. But I also feel like she was prepared mm. and and measured. And mm. like when she was giving, you know, commentary about anyone digs the across the can board. Can I give the healthcare one real quick? But we need to get everybody's healthcare plan out here. Uh, Mayor Buttigieg really has a slogan that was thought up by his consultants to paper over a thin version of a plan that would leave millions of people unable to afford their health care. It's not a plan, it's a PowerPoint. And Amy's plan is even less. It's like a post-it note, insert plan here. Bernie has started very much, uh, has a good start, but instead of expanding and bringing in more people to help, uh, instead his campaign relentlessly attacks everyone who asks a question or tries to fill in details about how to actually make this work. And then his own advisors say, yeah, probably won't happen anyway. Look, healthcare is a crisis in this country. We need, my approach to this is we need as much help for as many people as quickly as possible and bring in as many supporters as we can. That's right. Yeah. And like for, but like direct to the camera, just. And losing her voice. Love it. As not. Yeah. I I just felt like it was very measured in her delivery. Obviously, understanding there was bite to it, mm-hmm. but I think that she needs. To, I, I I think that's to your point. Like there is probably no right mix of a uh, female candidate for anyone to be able to say like, oh, she's what they'll always say. She's too this. She's too that. She's not enough. This. She's not enough. That. Like, will never be enough. Honestly, and I think from people's perspective, which is just unfortunate because their track records speak alone. And that's, I think, the point that I do like about Elizabeth and Amy sticking together on being female candidates and having won their elections previously and and being proven to get things done. You know, so I I definitely like that. Um, And then my other thing was the commentary about supporters. And the commentary that went specifically to Bernie. Well, I mean, his is the only supporter that oh, I know. Out, of, out of case. Out of 100% pocket. I know. <laughs> and then specifically calling him out for 
a union that is in the state of Nevada and his supporters attacking the leaders of the union on social media. And he, his defense was honestly wild. He was implying in some capacity that Russia had been involved in the 2016 election. Well, they have been. And therefore, they may also be involved now. So saying that these people who are claiming to be Bernie supporters are Russian bots? That's funny. Because 2016, these weren't Russian bots. Yes, exactly. Because it's the same thing that pisses me off about the last question that they asked before the night. Lester Holt saying, the person with the most delegates going into the convention, even if they didn't clinch the magical number of 1,900 and whatever it is, Mm -hmm. should they be the Democratic nominee? Now, everyone on that fucking stage said no, except for Bernie. Now, Bernie, I want to take you back to 2016 when the shoe was on the other foot. And it was Miss Clinton, Mrs. Clinton, that was on the path to having the most delegates, but may not have that magical number to, you know, clinch it outright. You were saying take it to the convention, and you did take it to the convention. And this is why we have, to my standpoint, why we had such a division, because we didn't have enough time to sew it back together from the convention. So... When you think about it, it's funny how you, when it works for you and your best interest, you can change your mind. And I think that's the problem that I had with last night. My biggest takeaway was no one attacked Trump Trump except for Bloomberg. Secondly, a biggest miss for me. Okay. Second thing that pissed me off. No one went after Bernie, really. If Bernie is the quote-unquote front runner, it doesn't matter if he's the left wing, right wing, purple wing. I don't give a damn. You go after whoever's at the top. Yeah. Come for the crown. Because yeah. you are you were just speaking about Pete worried about Amy. Fuck her, Amy. Because if like you take Pete, away from Bernie, right. guess what? That's what you guys in the moderate or middle lane want to do. Right. Fuck Bernie. Because at the end of the day, y'all are fighting each other. And guess what? No one's fighting Bernie. And Bernie's going to guess what? Go 30% here, 30% here, 30% here. And he's going to have a big enough gap between number one and number two that you can't go to the convention and then try to strip it from his cold, dead hands. Number one. Or number two, rather. Thirdly, the biggest missed opportunity to me. You were sitting there in fucking Las Vegas, Nevada. Home of where we had a deadly shooting. Mm-hmm. And there was not one fucking question about gun control. I know. Not a single fucking question. What a fucking missed opportunity from the Democrats. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm saying. Like, we're too busy still arguing each other. And it's pissing me off because we're missing the boat. Because all we're doing is giving fodder for the Republicans yeah. to run ads of Biden saying this about Pete if Pete's the nominee, or Amy saying this about Warren if she's the nominee. Like, we're not we're not talking about what we're going to do to make the country better. Right. Like we're bickering about little bits and pieces, and we're still bickering about health care. Mm-hmm. This is the tenth debate. I, I'm trying not to yell. This is the tenth <laughs> debate. <laughs> yeah. Like Elizabeth said, go to the fucking website. Read the two paragraphs of Amy. Read the, <laughs> yeah. like I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about healthcare any longer. Unless you're going to talk about how to pay for it, fine. 
If you want to come up because Bernie needs to come up with right. 25 more trillion or billion, I can't remember right now. But this is where gun control had an opportunity to be front and center. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like each debate, depending on the city we're in, should have a theme. Right. Like, we still haven't had a climate debate, really. We kind of started to get into it yesterday. But what is your plan when it comes to climate? Right. What is your plan when it comes to economic uh, justice or criminal justice reform? Kamala was in the actual news uh, yesterday. I guess in San Francisco, there was a roundtable about black maternal health and how the 2020 presidential candidates haven't really spoke about it since she's been out of the room. And she said, quote, I strongly believe it should not be incumbent of a black woman to talk about black woman issues. If you want to be a leader in any field, much less president of the United States, black maternal health should be one of your issues. It should be a priority issue. You should know about it. You should understand it. And you should be committed to dealing with it. And certainly that would have voice that I would bring to the debate stage when I was in the race. And I hold everyone accountable, regardless of their gender or of their race for creating a priorities around it. I guess they're trying to pass the Maternal Care Act uh, back in 2019. And there was a young woman who was talking about how she uh, went to uh, a pediatrician um, and, and she was like, you're really great with teen moms because you used to be one. And the lady was like, I was never a, a teen mom. But these are the things that black women mm-hmm. who are pregnant or whatever the case have to deal with. There was another one by another woman by the name of Carisha Boyd, who uh, is a mother of four. And she recounted how she went to the hospital for her last pregnancy and was told that she had a tubal or uh, ectopic pregnancy, which is when fertilized eggs grow outside the, the outside, uterus. Yeah. She, she was sent home with medication. Later, she was still bleeding and began vomiting. So she called an ambulance and the ambulance driver told me, told her they shouldn't have sent you home. And she was like, I knew it didn't feel right. Yeah. And so these are the things that, like, we have so many other things we to need talk advocates. about. Yeah. And it's like three-hour debates. So three times 10, that's 30 hours that we've talked. 20 of them have been about healthcare. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I'm done. Yeah. I thought that because I thought that with smaller people, we mm-hmm. would have more topics. To talk about. Yeah. And we haven't done anything. Gun control for me last night, I was sitting there waiting. I was like, oh, here mm-hmm. we go. And we're talking about Mexico. Okay, great. Mexico's important. Don't get me wrong about trade. Then have a national security one. Like, I mean, in the, in the presidential debate, that's how we do it. One is about national security. Yeah. One is about domestic, and then one is about something yeah. else. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we have to wait that long to get to get that from our candidate because we need to know that stuff now. Now, I think that's I think that's so valuable, and I honestly would hope that people would realize i wonder if we could look up the questions that were asked last night because i feel like what ends up happening majority of the time too and and not to say that i don't blame msnbc because bitch you tried you failed like i think to your point like there should be set guidelines on on a topic similar to how we do it in the presidential debates because we need to like these candidates should be prepared on certain topics and come and speak to those so that we can understand. And and obviously I'd appreciate understanding all of their policy broadly um, because this is an introduction. But I think to your point, we have spent such a long time speaking about healthcare. I know we've talked like every, every, every time, time we talk about you. it. And, and I, I still think there's just so much confusion, which is unfortunate because we're at this point where we shouldn't be confused. And to Elizabeth's point, everyone can go and check out these candidates' websites Do and understand. And then three, I think the problem is, is that there are so much, there's 
there's not enough there and that's why other candidates want to pick holes in in that people in in that because that might be something that this person is campaigning on like medicare for all as an example and and that's not just one candidate right that's two and and other candidates and like uh, like broadening on the affordable care act so it's it's just there's a lot of but can we agree that confusion. all of the candidates want to expand healthcare yes so let's start there. Yeah. So if you if no one's trying to take it away. Right. I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't have different conversations. I think it's 100% it's so, necessary. Oh, and, and to your point, it was a missed opportunity for them not to talk about gun control in a state where a, a mass murder happened. Or immigration. Uh, right. I, I, we, we really barely talked immigration. Right. So it's like, uh, here we are again. It's, 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 to me, it's almost pandering. Because you come around the black community and go to black churches when you need the black vote. You come around and talk about immigration to the Latinos when you need a Latin vote. Not understand well, not understanding that with there's a divide in the black between young and old, but with Latin people, the young people influence the older people's decision when it comes to like voting and things like that, because you know, they're they're further along, uh, educational wise, et cetera, third generation, second generation, whatever the case, they're you know, have more ties to this country. But it's just so like we didn't really talk about Latin uh, issues yesterday. We didn't really talk about guns. And it's just, I don't know, I give up at this point because it's like I tune in because I'm trying to do my civil civic duty and learn and really li- like give a chance. Like even Bloomberg, don't get me wrong. Bloomberg, they came for him. They shot him down. They slingshotted him. But let's not act like nobody has dirt in their closet. Elizabeth, I'm looking at you. You were pretending to be Native American. Now, mind you, yes, we've got past that. You're not you, you. Your great grandmother or mama told you something. Sure, Pete. Let's not talk about your black things that you had in South Bend. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we we all have issues, and I think the problem with airing out our dirty laundry is we're dealing with someone who is a sniper on the other side, right? Who will use your deepest, darkest secrets against you. So I don't know if that's the and, – and that's why I was thinking about – I was talking about this last night with uh, someone I was watching the, the debate with, and I said – I was saying – the funny thing is, let's say it is Bloomberg and, and Trump. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to throw these out here, and I'm not saying that they are, but right. hypothetically, right? They're both racist or ha- have yeah. said racial things or said things that were blah, blah, Absolutely. blah, right? Misogynistic. Yeah. They're both that, yeah. right? So how can they take each other down? It, that, it's the weirdest, like – mind fuck to me because I was like then you'd actually have to discuss issues because it's like it's not a woman so you can't like stalk her right so it's like what would be Trump's playbook because wasn't it wasn't it Michael Bloomberg the one where he was like he needs a um, a podium to stand yeah. on wasn't that the yeah. thing before it was like it yeah. wasn't a thing and then now it's like if he wanted one he couldn't fucking ask for one because it would be this whole thing you yeah know? so it's um, like those little things where he gets under yeah. his skin and it's like because I'm thinking, like, Bernie. We already know what it's going to be. That's why it's Bloomberg socialism. bought Green, Greenland. Like, <laughs> I know. When I saw that, I saw, because I don't know who, it was New York Times, one of them, like, reputable ones. Yeah. I'm like, I'm used to this being an onion. And then, but, I mean, they were doing satire. But I was like, right. don't put this on a main page, bitch. Because I'm, like, sitting here like, wait, did he really? And I was like, wait, it wasn't for sale. And I was like, wait, this is true. <laughs> um, looking at this morning, you know, people, like I said, I think everybody was a winner last night, which mm-hmm. is the annoying part. Mm-hmm. Um, the negative is that, no one's mind got changed. If you were a Biden person, you're still Biden because he was fire last night. If you're Elizabeth, she sold grit. If you were uh, a Buttigieg to Jax's point, he was still measured, still came out. 
if you were Amy, she still kind of had claws. Little, you know, a little bit staggery, but she still had fight with her. Bernie, if you love Bernie, he was still talking about the revolution, right? <laughs> and the fact is, no one came at him, so he right. left unscathed. Right. I honestly, I think in some, in some, uh, like maybe not having watched previous debates and listening more to them or or something along those lines, I feel like I enjoyed this one in the sense that people, for the drama, right? But like, everyone I was, was alive in this one for Absolutely. once. Usually yep. there was always two yep. people going against yep. each other. Everyone this time, wanted it. Everybody Everyone wanted was it. talking over one another, and I was like, well, these moderators got to get in. And I think really what they need to do is shut off everyone's mics and then turn them on. I have a lot of we have a lot of ideas. Could, uh, DNC come talk girl. to us yeah. or networks come talk to us. I'm sure you have a strategy team and we'd love to like, sit yes. down with you and have some combos. Uh, well, with with the debates over, Buddha Judge this morning unsolicited is thoughts <laughs> requesting uh, to please help him. He's having pleas for cash amid Super Tuesday crunch because this is the problem that no one thought about. You have these two little states, not to Meeting be cute, money. these oh, two little states. Yeah. Which I think I don't know how many delegates are in each. I want to say it's thirty in each. Yeah. So okay, you have some 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 opportunity for delegates. But next week, literally in ten days after this, after this Saturday, we're screwed. Yeah. I'm not screwed, but there's tons of contests. So uh, Buddha Judge only raised I think six million in January compared to Sanders twenty five million. So guess who again has money to be in ten different states at one time? Right. Right. So so today he put out a a, a thing that he's trying to raise thirteen million by Super Tuesday. Um, and that's supposed to be to help him obviously fund uh, more. Um, I heard Elizabeth is only in two Super Tuesday states, Colorado and Maine. So not even the big delegate rich ones such as Texas or, or um, California. Amy has nothing. So it's like you're already conceding in a way to these people because you're expecting people to tune in when there's another debate next week. You know what I'm saying? So um, and right now looking at leading for uh, uh California, just because that's a, the, one of the bigger ones, it seems like a second poll for this week shows uh, Bernie Sanders leading in California. And this is the biggest prize of the March 3rd Super Tuesday primary. So I just want to kind of just like, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you have to be at least 15% um, to get any delegates. And right at, at, before yesterday's debate, it was only him at 15%. Uh, he was at, well, he was at 17. And luckily, uh, Biden has squeaked in now as well. And Bloomberg is still on the cusp at 13. So it's so weird. Like, 495 delegates are up for grabs. Yeah. If y'all fuck up and let Bernie win them all, y'all are fucked. Yeah. Like, there's, it's going to be such an, a surmountable lead that no one will be able to catch him. Yeah. And again, I think this will be, I think. Buttigieg said it last night. You have one that's trying to buy the, 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 the election, election and you have yeah. the other one that's trying to burn it down. Yeah. And I think it's so true because it's like, I need Democrats to look in the mirror. What went wrong this cycle right. that you have someone on both pol- polar opposites. Who aren't even from our party. Who are lead- right, who are leading the party. And it's, it's, it's. It's going to tear us so – it's like a piece of cloth, and we're going to tear it down the middle. And I don't know I, – I keep I keep thinking, is it time finally for a third party? But I just don't know how that would be because would it be a third party on the on the Republican side? On the Like, do, is there a big independent party and Bernie's just leader of that party? And what does that look like? I just I, – we're at a point now where the Democrats are trying to be too much to too many people. Yeah. And I think I think 
Warren made a point of that last night when she was talking about stop trying to be friends with Mitch. Stop trying to convince him to come over the aisle. He's not right. going to do that. And I think yeah. that's the problem. The the old guard is still like, but we got to go after these centralist Republicans and right. we got to bring them over. Right. No. Just, which is Amy's. Like yeah, which Amy's is Amy. Standpoint. I mean, like, and Bur- um, uh, Biden. And that's why I keep saying that. I've asked you this, I think, for at least a year and a half now. Do we really think whenever Trump is out of office that Republicans are going to come across the line? They have not, just like Trump hasn't had any uh, uh, slaps on the wrist, neither have the Republicans. Right. They got the fucking uh, judge that they want on the Supreme Court. They got all the judges they want pushing through the thing. They got an impeachment. Uh, they got a president off. That's right. Where are they suffering? Like, we talk right. about we're going to take the purse strings. It doesn't matter because guess what? This fucker Trump is took another $3 billion to put towards his, from the military to put towards his fucking um, wall. So where are we holding them accountable? Right. And we can talk about take it to the polls, take it to the polls. Great, but they've rigged the polls. Right. They've either voter, voter uh, purge or they drew the lines where they're always going to win. So, again, right. where, are they, where are we going to get balance? It's like, this is what keeps me up at night. Oh, I'm like, yes. I just don't know. Like, I, I have a feeling it's either Bloomberg or Biden because Bloomberg has the money to drown out everything. Right. Like I said, if, if, if right now today, 10 days away or 14 days away from Super Tuesday, Pete ain't got no money. Right. Elizabeth ain't even competing in 10 of the 14 st- or 12 of the 14 states. Amy's not even competing. I'm assuming Biden is somewhere. I don't. I didn't have any of his uh, looks. Wait, what are we gonna do? I just. I, I, I'm stressed. I know. It's keeping me up. I I'm know. stressed. And taxes are around the corner, so bitches gotta pay taxes because you know it's the 15th is around, April 15th is right there. It's coming. I'm so sorry. Pressed and stressed. I think it is. <sighs> yeah, hard to say what is the future of this party what is the future of this country um what is the future of this planet you know like there's we we have the weight is is there it's crushing down on us every single fucking day um and you know i think we just want better we we honestly deserve better um and i think to your point going back to the debate michael bloomberg was the one that was willing to attack Donald Trump. The only and, one, and I was like, even though he was getting beat up, I was like, yeah, he's. It was weird because like I, Elizabeth in the first three minutes, mm-hmm. but if you tuned in late, yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, he's going after Trump, just right. like Biden did. Remember in the first debate, right? And like he was like, I don't have time for you, bitches, right? And that's the thing that that Ber- Bloomberg kept referring to, like, hey guys, we can keep talking about this, but I'm going, and I'm like, right. It was weird because, like I said, he was awkward and it yeah. was ugly to watch. It was the a, NDA thing. It was, was a car crash that you couldn't turn away bad. from. Yeah. But I was like, oh, bitch. I was like, oh, bitch. Yeah. And I, I kind of liked that, like, Elizabeth led, stoked the fire on the NDA situation. And then, and then, you then saw Biden Bur- picked it up. And I was like, oh, Biden, here you come. Because um, he knows <laughs> taking away from me. Like, that's right. the thing. Absolutely. But, okay, great. And I think, you know, we think back to the. Biden being this person who's already been publicly attacked by Trump. Like we we and Trump is, has gotten away with that, right? Because that was what the impeachment trial was about. He's fine. He's still in office. Moving along. <laughs> Biden's still running for president. So I think no one won, but I think what's interesting is at like obviously the seed is already planted, right? And it, and that is the fear in putting someone like Biden on the ballot 
in the sense that the negative taste is there. Right. He's involved in Ukraine corruption, his son, nepotism, Lord knows. I just throwing out some buzzwords, you right. know. But those and are the words that again, it's all how you cut it up. Yep. <laughs> and 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 these things. And then we'll have soon enough, right? One can only imagine what else Donald Trump is doing to get dirt on these people so that he can spin, spin, spin the story, regardless of what candidate it is. So we, to your point, need to unite against the one true villain who wasn't on the stage last night. (laughs) Was it? He's in the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania. He was at a campaign rally at the same time. He's out there campaigning. We need to play by new rules. But that's the th- and that's my problem that I have with the Democrats is we are so we're, we have this purity test. And we continue to try to fight of like you have to be Jesus. And Jesus hung out with hoes in case you didn't know. <laughs> so we need to that's stop. Right. We need to stop with this. Who, he you have to be holier than now. Like, you what know what I'm saying? Can cast the first stone. Like he is without sin him? cast the first stone. Like, Thank you. I, at the. At the same time, it's like, guys, we got, what's his name? Who was in fucking Franken? We got Franken out of office because of something that happened before he was a politician. And I understand it. Gillibrand. Yep. I know know. you're a candidate. Great. I know you wanted it. I know it was important. But what did we get out of that? Right. One less Democratic senator. Right. And and the problem. And And I'm not saying, like, he should pay for crimes. Exactly. It's not to say that he's not wrong. (laughs) And I think similar to the Bloomberg situation, I think he needs to. Answer for those things. Exactly. He needs to answer for those things because, honestly, that is the world that we live in today. We are not ones that roll over and take it. And I think, honestly, what people were trying to say was, like, this Democratic Party is not one that stands by allowing someone to run for president who has these allegations against him. Great. And if that's the case... Let's go ahead and uh, anoint Trump king because that's what we're doing. Right. We're tearing each other apart right. because you, you guys refuse, you guys, uh, we guys, uh, uh, refuse to let Bernie do it, right? right? Because we're saying Bernie's too left. Right. Right. Fine. Okay. I, I can understand that. It's too much. It's Venezuela. Cool. I think Bloomberg made communism jokes last night. Cool. Whatever. Great. So then who is, who's next? Biden. Okay, great. Biden's son. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. He's too touchy, touchy, feely, feely. I need a heal. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he's out. Next. Um, Amy Klobuchar. Oh, she ha- she put right. a black guy in. Okay, okay. So she's out. Great. Next. P- Pete. Okay, you had a, a, a issue with black people there. Okay, you're out. So. Literally, who's left? Who's left? Oh, all the people that didn't have money to actually run, like <laughs> Yang and all these people, because I don't know if Yang has anything in his. We could bring Yang back out. <laughs> right. I, I definitely get that point of view as well. But I think to oh, your so point, we're going to tear everyone it, yeah. down. We're going to burn the we're party to everything. the ground. Yeah. If, if we can't unite on defeating the person that's in the White House. And I think Bloomberg said it, which is, is so something weird. that we obviously are all thinking just in the sense of like, we not only need to know first who can beat Trump, then two, who can fix what he's left behind. So it's like that's what electability means right now. And that's what's wrong with our country in its its essence, right? The fact that we have to maybe not align ourselves with who we would wish to vote for because they are the true right candidate for what we think America needs. We need to elect someone that can beat Trump first, then hopefully 
not break it worse than it already is. And speaking of the guy. So literally anyone, any of them, get up there and do it. So that's the problem though. That's the problem. nobody wants to put their pride down. Exactly. We're too divisive. And even with the last question that was asked by Lester Holt, the fact that everyone said party, 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 DNC, DNC, whatever it is, that is not true. Do you think that's true? I, it's so tough because this is my thing. If let's say I don't know the magic number, but let's say nineteen hundred because it's nineteen something, right? So let's say it's nineteen hundred, and Jax is running for president. She has seventeen hundred. I'm running for president. I have sixteen ninety nine. I I think it should go to the convention. Unfortunately, like I don't just because you have one more. Um, I mean, again, we're talking about hypotheticals. Now, this is the problem that I'm speaking to about Super Tuesday. What's going to happen is. Sanders is going to get 30% in all these places in the moderate lane, which is Biden, Buttigieg, all the bitches is going to get 10% apiece, let's just say. So they're going to get two delegates compared to his 15 or 20 delegates. And you do that times 14 states, he's going to have a surmountable lead where he's going to be at 1,700. Everyone else is going to be at 1,100. Yeah. And that's where we're going to fucking blow up the Democratic Party. And we will, we will have King Trump. Because getting to Trump, this past week, Fresh off an impeachment acquittal, or in his mind, an impeachment yeah. acquittal. He's issuing pardons of and clemency for phone calls, tax fraud, corruption. Where have I? Where have I heard all these things for? He got on his little tarmac, um, and I want to say he did about almost a dozen. I think it was ten uh, on on Tuesday, and many of the crimes, like I said, are people that uh, that we that uh, had proof. Like Rob Boglorovich, because he's trying to sit out here and sell Obama's seat, saying he had the golden fucking seat. He's not going to give it away for nothing. And he had the nerve, Trump had the nerve to come out and say, his call wasn't that bad. What, are, mm, are you trying to have parallels to you? Because what I think he's doing, and this is just my, I'm saying it now, mark it down, people, because when, when we need to come back to this a year from now, this is where I, <laughs> you heard it here first. What is happening is he is trying to make White collar crime, and I'm saying white collar crime with quotations, <laughs> so palatable that when shit start dripping, 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 dripping from him, we're going to be so fucking desensitized. Yeah. Debus. He also pardoned the former New York City police commissioner, uh, the Giuliani associate Bernard Carrick, who received a pardon after serving a four-year sentence in a prison for eight felonies, <laughs> including tax fraud. Um, he also did the former San Francisco 49ers, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., who was pardoned for decades-old corruption charges. Now, all of the people that he, again, pardoned had airtight cases. These aren't things that were kind of like, ooh, like, ooh, it's OJ, you must have quit. None of those kinds of things. These bitches had, because they're taxed, because they're phone, had physical evidence, had a nice little detailed uh, uh, breakdown of the evidence. And they pleaded guilty, most of them. <laughs> uh-huh. What are your thoughts of this president using the power and, and circumventing the DOJ, which is what he's supposed to do to go to like the pardon office and just doing it how he wants to? Par for the course. But no one's stopping him. Yeah, that's what, what I mean. Like, that's what I'm so... saying. This is literally on brand. I feel like I'm in a in a Black Mirror episode. Like, am oh, I yeah, the only are. one seeing this? Mm. Like, everyone thinks it's okay. Like, I still, I think there was only one Republican that came out and like, and I'm saying condemned with quotations for those who can't see me. <laughs> condemned or spoke negatively about something. 
And obviously, we're going to get to Roger Stone in a minute. <laughs> he's getting 40, I think, 40 months. And right as of today, he's right. not pardoning him. But we know we're going to wait a few more weeks. What the fuck is happening in America? You see what I'm saying? Like, do you understand yeah. why I stay up at night? Democrats can't get their shit together. Trump is on a power like all the kingdom, oligarchy. Yeah. And no one's stopping him. No ty- tyrant at, like, the tip top of the Americas. Screwed beyond belief. And this news just broke today. Trump is upset with his team because Russia is in the news again. Because lawmakers were warned that Russia is meddling in the 2020 election. Is that surprising to you? Because That's what Bernie said last night, remember? Well, I mean, <laughs> we passed so many laws, didn't yeah. we? We passed a few laws to protect the elections. Oh, wait, we didn't. They're sitting on McConnell's desk. Yeah. But we also said we were going to possibly go back to uh, paper. Bill. Oh, no, that's also on McConnell's desk. But we did say we were going to upgrade the uh, security systems of the of the voting machine. Oh, wait, no, we didn't do that's that either. That's also on his desk. So intelligent officials are warning people, and Trump is pissed. He thinks that Democrats, or excuse me, not that he thinks, he fears Democrats are going to use this and weaponize this disclosure. Why wouldn't we fucking recognize it when we said four fucking years ago when your ass was fucking elected, we knew that they were in our systems and... I'm so, I, I think when they come to the, the White House, you probably gave them a floppy drive or a, a USB <laughs> drive and said, bitch, here's all the things, you know, every four of them turned to Trump. Thank yeah. you. Like, how am I supposed to believe anything he does? I just, I, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we. Can't. Insanity. Oh, I just got an update for Klobuchar. <gasps> oh. Uh, for her Super Tuesday ads. She's doing them in five states, it seems like. Excuse me. She's doing them in Alabama, Arkansas, Maine, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Virginia. So half of the states, seven of the 14. Um, so that's good news. Um, and now this is, a, a, a again, not a big buy, but um, it's something, and I will take it. So congrats to Amy. I think she's playing the long game, and I'm interested to see how this turns out. Lastly, and I want to... Quickly discuss George Zimmerman. In case Why are we talking about him? Oh, well. Trayvon's uh, Martin's birthday was on February 5th of this month. And Zimmerman uh, is upset. If you don't remember, he's the ex-neighborhood watch volunteer who was acquitted of killing uh, Mr. Martin. Um, so he's going to be suing, and he brought charges on the day of his birthday, to against uh, Senator Warren. Uh, as well as Pete Buttigieg, after, and he's filed a $265 million defamation lawsuit against those two running for president because what? the candidates defamed Zimmerman for political gain in a misguided and malicious attempt to bolster their standings amongst African-American voters, all at Zimmerman's expense, according to his lawsuit. GTFO. They did so in separate postings on their Twitter accounts on February 5th that suggested Zimmerman killed Martin as a result of racism, or fear because of the teen skin color, the suit alleges. The, def- the, the defamatory tweets are not an account of two sides of an issue that raise questions in a reader's minds, the suit states. They are evidence of not only a reckless disregard of the truth, but also of a common law malice. Warren and Buttigieg intentionally desired to get plaintiff Zimmerman and muckrake 
him the suit sights. I, I I don't even know how to put into words what the fuck this individual thinks that they're doing. I am so lost. Like, this is what I'm saying. I'm in Black Mirror. I know I am. I have to be. Like, I'm waiting to wake up. They're my, I'm in the Truman you, Show. Do you realize that you killed an innocent individual and you were acquitted for that crime, it, which is a crime, punishable by law? And in doing that, mm-hmm. you sent a shockwave through this country mm. that honestly aligns with what our president is doing in, in office at present, mm. getting away with murder. Ooh. Of course people are going to talk about you. You should have thought about that before you fucking pulled the trigger. And if I'm not mistaken, the city gave him money after that case anyway. So it's like, you don't need money. Like, I just, people, these, oh, I'm so, I, I have also, I know I do. I'm scared to go to the doctor because I know they're going to say, you are tripping out. You need to calm down. But it's like, I've just never been so scared in my life. You have a man in the White House out here pardoning people left and right that are actual criminals, not doing anything when it comes to actual criminal justice reform, and nobody's stopping him. And then you have entitled people like Zimmerman right. who continue to use the, the justice system to their gain. And it goes back to the whole criminal justice reform we need, people in certain demographics getting away Right. With highway robbery. And this isn't his first lawsuit for no. defamation. Yes. Like, so. Stop. Leave. B- move. Go somewhere. I, to you are so right. Move somewhere else. Get out of the country. Good day. No one's going to know you in Spain. Or if you have a problem with brown people, go somewhere where there's white people. Denmark. Iceland. Seriously, get the fuck out. We don't want you. It's apparent. <laughs> And you really need to let it go. (sighs) Because you, you put yourself in this position. But he doesn't, it's so weird. It goes back to our age old, if you don't see the other side. He doesn't feel that way. He feels he was protecting himself in self-defense. So we're always going to have this warped view because he cannot see the other side whatsoever. He cannot understand a mother losing their 17-year-old kid. He can't imagine how that 17-year-old kid became a face of a movement. Right. He can't understand that because he will never... Because he's wrong. He will never have that. Let's go to the Kiki. So Trump is... Ugh, God. Trump is... Has another acting person in a new cabinet position. Um, the ambassador to Germany, uh, Richard, a.k.a. Rick Grinnell, which is the highest ranking openly gay official in Donald Trump's administration, has been mentioned as a candidate for the top post Department of National Intelligence. Now, mind you, you might ask me, Jax, does he have a intelligence background? And the answer is going to be no, he does not. Um, the only thing he does, he has a background in communication, which would make him great to be the, the spokesperson. Um, but you know what he does have on his resume? He is a loyalist. 
to that man 45 in the White House. <laughs> and as we continue to move on further in this administration, mm-hmm. he is surrounding himself with yes men. Yeah. And yes women. I mean, good strategy. No? He's in charge of 17 agencies that report to him. He has, again, zero experience besides being on Fox News praising the president. Yeah, you don't. I don't think you need any qualifications. Well, honestly, I, I will give cre- I will give Trump credit. Okay, I, I'm probably going to be struck by lightning. Yeah. But the past five, because uh-huh. he's been through five of them. Yeah. DNIs uh-huh. have been years of experience. Oh, okay. Like at least decade, at least yeah. one decade. I think the last one because the first one was like four decades, then it was three decades, then it was two decades. Now it's one decade. But you got somebody with zero, like not even five years. Right. I'll take five years. Right, right. But be- that's because all of those people didn't work out. Right. <laughs> so we need someone without experience, fresh blood, so that we can keep this ship running into the ground, what into a- the iceberg. Jax, I hope you and your wife don't have any kids anytime soon. I just don't know what world they're going to be in. This is scary shit. Pete's husband <laughs> recently uh, came out and responded. If you remember, I uh, told you last week about Rush Limbaugh's lovely comments yes. about gays and yes. how... versus the man. Chastin responds, Well, look, this isn't new. I've been dealing with this my whole life. I I dealt with a multitude of Rush Limbaugh's when I was walking through the hallways of my high school. And you have to realize that LGBTQ Americans have to come out every single day. When somebody asks who we're married to, asks about our partner, or you feel like you want to share something about yourself, but then you have to second-guess how that person's gonna react if I say, well, my husband, instead of my wife. I've been dealing with the likes of Rush Limbaugh my entire life. What I'm actually worried about are the young people in this country who are watching the historic nature of this campaign, watching how people talk about it, watching how people react to it and treat it, and wondering if this country is actually a safe place for them to be. That is some first lady material. Uh, It's very Mm. civil, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's so weird. And I mean that in no disrespect. Right, right. Of course, of course. I just think um, that is first spouse material. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think that that is a good, solid response to bring it back to humanity, right? Because that's what it's all about. And the fact that, like, we should be an inclusive nation, sure regardless of where we're from, who we love, how we identify the color of our skin, the language we speak, the religion we believe. You think these so many more matter. things. Um, and just bring it back to wanting this to be a safe place. Girl, you, you know, tell, speak the truth. Speak it. Shame the devil. Uh, also another follow-up from last week, Wendy Williams. Ooh. She's bleeding <sighs> followers as her longest running fan page calls it quits so um i believe it was wendy stream um saying that they which is uh their instagram page is saying that it's taking an indefinite hiatus after the talk show's host recent string of controversies now this page has about over thirty thousand followers posted a video of williams along with the caption we love you wendy but we're taking a break from this page she then came back with her apology fake tears excuse me real tears um (laughs) 
Um, but her short her efforts were short lived because on Monday she made a truly vile joke about the death of celebrity therapist uh, Dr. Amy Harwick, who likely pushed off her balcony by a stalker ex boyfriend Williams had not apologized for the jo- the joke despite Harwick's grieving brother publicly asking her to. Um, at Wendy Stream post had received about 950 likes and 180 comments. Thank you, one person. Amy was a good friend of mine. I have spent two days bawling. Her life wasn't a joke or a punchline. I am taking a break from Wendy, period, and I've watched her for the beginning, but I ju- just cannot support her comments any longer. Um, the fan page shutter- shuttering comes after the hashtags cancel Wendy Williams, fire Wendy Williams, begin trending on Twitter earlier this week, and multiple online petitions calling for Williams to have our show yanked. I also wonder, and this is weird, and this is my warped brain because of the world that we live in. Right. A, is she doing this for clout? <laughs> because if you think about marketing one-on-one, right? Marketing one-on-one will teach you all publicity is good publicity. Because while we're talking about Wendy Williams' show and all her crazy shit, are we talking about the real? Are we talking about the talk? Are we talking about the view? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And I also, and this is another weird warped drink thing, and please don't judge me, but this is where my mind goes now because of the world we live in, at least the America we live in, rather. Is she also trying to transfer over? When she came out, she needed her people. She was on radio. Now she's on TV. Is she trying to flip over to gain Republican women and re- gay Republicans to watch her show? Like, I know it sounds weird. And the reason why I thought about this recently is because Last Man Standing is a TV show on ABC with mm-hmm. um, the guy from Home Improvement. What's his name? Tim Allen. Yeah. And he was saying when they originally wrote the show, because it's coming back from winter premiere or whatever. And he was saying when they originally wrote the, sh- the, sh- the show, it was with the mindset of Hillary being in office, like most people, right? Uh-huh. And then obviously this other man came. And so the tone of the show kind of changed. And they're more, now they're kind of more Republican-y or uh-huh. conservative versus more liberal. And so I'm like, and that show's a hit. Number one, so is the Connors, which is also like, uh, Roseanne, but rebooted right. when R- Roseanne got the boot. So I'm like, I wonder if she's seeing the success of almost flipping. Like for ratings purposes, yeah. to pick up her right. ratings. Yeah, I think that's cynical of you to think or, you know, whatever. But I think. You don't think it's a How troll? many times has she done something like this? I think these are a little bit different. Because mm-hmm. a they're going, she's going after gays. Mm-hmm. Gays are her. I don't want to say her lifeline, but gays have been there from the beginning. I mean, like I said last week, like gays people work on her staff are actually like front f- people know them because there's one that does her wigs. There's one that's like her uh, stage producer. So it's just odd that she would attack them. And I don't know if it has to do with her marriage breaking up and her like maybe this is her first Valentine's Day and she's alone maybe or doesn't have like a someone a boo to cuddle up to. But this is just wrong. I like that you're trying to see it from a different perspective. That's good. Um, But yeah, I just think that you said it. You probably meant it. Mm. And you need to own it. And you need to come, like, you need to apologize for it. And I'm not a daytime television fan, right? Mm. I don't really watch any of those shows. So I can't, I, I can't speak to, like, leaning one way or another trying to get a certain type of viewership because i i get i get to your point and like as someone who watches the view every day i, I can imagine because i hate megan 
Megan says stupid shit all the time, yeah. but she's that Republican voice. Right. Right. But it allows, like, interesting conversation. There's different points of view. And sure. mm-hmm. which allows them to have probably more dynamic conversations than just be so one-sided. No, it makes um. us all want to pull out our hair. Because <laughs> this, just for example, this yeah. past week she was saying, because Bloomberg, this was Monday's episode, when they were talking about Bloomberg entering the race and possibly being able to be on the debate stage. And she was like, I can't vote for Bloomberg. And Joy, one of the co-hosts, Joy, asked her, well, then are you going to vote for Trump? Like, she's like, it's none of your concern who I vote for. I'm like... Is she a registered Republican? She's a Republican. Like, so, that's her. But I'm like... So you're voting for Trump. How are you going to vote for Trump if he's the man who went after your father? Right. Like, I would sit in, in my conviction and be like, I'm voting the other but side. But did she vote for Trump in the um, last election? I'm not quite sure. I don't. She's never actually responded to that piece of it. Yeah. Because obviously all the stuff attacks kind of happened after the right. fact. Because that was the health care bill and all right. that bullshit. And then he passed, unfortunately. So it's just like... So when you say the other perspective... I I honestly feel like the view is trolling us because <laughs> again the view has been in the like in the news and like trending on Twitter because of the stupid stuff that she says like mm-hmm. AOC was on there this week mm-hmm. and she's like you're the boogeyman of the left I'm the or you're the boogeyman of the to the right and I'm the boogie woman to the left AOC's looking at her like bitch what are you talking about like I'm nobody's boogie I'm here to do my job and like period but it's like it was very awkward but it's like those bits and pieces where it's like clickbait. Yeah. And it's like forced interaction. So that's why I'm looking at Wendy and like, are we in this new frontier? Because think about Trump. What does Trump do? He trolls us all the fucking time. Yeah. Now, and that's, think about it. When you turn on the TV and the news, if you turn on any. And his fans do that anonymously online. I I get it. I get it. And I think like, I don't know why this is bringing up, bringing me back to like the. the, um, Bernie Burroughs? (laughs) Yeah. Just in the sense of we shout from the rooftop is that Trump needs to denounce hate, right? He needs to tell his supporters that they should not attack, but he's out here attacking people online. So what do we think they're going to do? They're empowered to do the same thing. Bernie Sanders needs to draw that line and say, these are not like I denounce these types of supporters. And I think in his response yesterday, he tried to say that but then came up with this grandiose excuse in my opinion and that's not to say that that's who i mean literally i think russia could be it's here right now you know what i mean like everything russia could be disney plus okay that's right so we could be in this but I think to that point, like, we need to stand up for what we believe in. And if this is not something that we believe in, then we need to, like, say those things. And I think to that point, we live in a culture right now where where we are so angry with our words online. We're so divisive online. We are so attacking and we, and we are a part of the cancel culture. So for Wendy, I think in some ways, if she is trying to appeal to one crowd, that's not going to save you. Because think of um, Megyn Kelly. She got her own TV show on NBC and then was canceled because of saying dumb ass blackface garbage and wondering why. Right. So it's like you can't that that's just not an option, even if that's like, oh, great. okay, Megyn Kelly can be on NBC. We can get more viewers from right from that might be watching Fox regularly. Like We'll get them on this like will gain that viewership. And honestly, I think that is what network people are absolutely doing, and that's their intention in getting people to swap from side to side. But it could also come from the top down, you know? Absolutely. So I'm not saying that there's not this possibility that she's trying to play up 
the Trump Trump card. But um, I think there's more possibility that you will hurt your career than gain fans is is my thought process. Right. So I, I think, think she's seeing those. That now. Yeah, I think those comments were out of oh, pocket cool. yeah. and and just maybe her true opinion. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about the residents of Marshall, Minnesota. Um, population 13,000. They gathered this week to voice their extreme outrage about something that was happening in their cafeteria of a public school. Mm. During a tense community gathering, which was actually the second meeting about this issue, many quoted from the scripture claiming that being LGBTQ was against God's preordained purposes and order. And so... Never mind that these kids that we're speaking of could actually be LGBTQ. Uh, one of the parents of Mohammed Ahmed asked, what's next? Curriculum, question mark. Teaching this lifestyle in our classrooms, question mark. As parents, we have the right to educate our children about sexuality. For the record, I haven't told you the problem yet because I want you to really be in. Nobody's proposing teaching homosexuality in school. They're upset about a flag, rainbow-colored, being in the cafeteria. Another man got up and falsely stated a lifespan of a homosexual was approximately 42 years. And another one inaccurately claimed homosexuality was a belief system and nothing more. Bill Morham, an attorney representing some of the homophobic naysayers, threatened that a lawsuit against the school may be imminent unless the school establishes a neutral policy on viewpoints. Because suing a financially strapped school in a town where the median household income is less than 50000 over a rainbow flag in the lunchroom is a great thing to do for your child's education. I feel like this sounds like a story, and obviously a little different, but there was the group in one of the high schools or something where the kids were giving out giving rainbow them flags. Out and they brought in their... Yeah, and so then they brought in uh, the... Confederate flags, right? Yeah, I couldn't think of the word. I don't like to say it. One flag does not make a agenda happen. So if you saw, when you well, maybe because you saw breasts growing up, that's why you wanted to have breasts. Well, I think it's actually now I'm thinking about it. That statement doesn't sound fair because I think if I saw a Confederate flag in a in a lunch room, then I would definitely feel very right. uncomfortable. Right. Um, but I think because of what that stands for, and I think to these people, what rainbow flag stands for is obviously like in is scary to them, just as a Confederate flag is scary to me um, for what it insinuates, which is really sad. <laughs> Girl, one is about I don't like but you do because you know of the what color I mean? of your I, skin. I one hundred percent understand that. And the other one is of I want to spread love, but to someone who is of the same genitalia. Right? No, and I get, I get. Do you understand the no, difference? No, no, no. I, I get it. I'm looking at you, looking at me, looking at you. You know, I get it. I just mean from the perspective, like the the the, the, the reasons that they gave, that scares them. Do you understand? It give it invokes the same feelings <laughs> in them that we feel about a Confederate flag, which Girl. is. That's cur- mind that's, boggling it's because baffling. the idea behind that flag, the rainbow flag, is to promote one of love, <laughs> <Tolerance>. acceptance, <laughs> kindness, etc. And it's not to push down your throat hate. And I just wish people could understand that from the same perspective that I'm willing to understand their 
their feelings that they could understand our feelings. Right. And what, what frustrates me, too, is like the guidance counselor, I believe her name was Carrie Alberts, uh, was one of those who actually spoke in favor of the flag, telling the assembly to quit treating LGBTQ kids as though they are controversial. Right. Because that's what she she said. I want them to know they are OK. They are supported. Quit equating their identity to something controversial. Right. Now, to put in context, this county, uh, which is Marshall, like I said, is uh, Trump won this district. Amy, get out 60%. there, right? Minnesota? Yeah. Yes. Get out here, Amy. Klobuchar. Let's get but out here. But it's like, this is, this is what we're talking about. Like, inclusion is... Oh right. God, and girl. I think that, that guidance counselor said the exact said the right, right thing. thing. Because yeah. that that's what this... And back to Pete's husband, right? Yeah. Chastin was saying that we should be inclusive and think about how we want people to feel like they belong and that they can live their life how they want and be free and safe. Safe, uh, yeah, probably more safe than free. Because to me, that sounds like an unsafe place to be as someone from the LGBTQIA plus community, you know? It's scary. And I just, I, I really can't fathom how we sit and wonder why teen suicides are up year just, over year. I was just thinking that. Cause I'm and like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think people have agendas and group think really is a disease in this nation um hatred too yeah absolutely and and they it breeds hatred in some capacity not always but in some capacity so i think that there should be more acceptance love kindness tolerance for beliefs that are different than ours especially as it relates to someone's identity and yeah, um yeah to take you across the world i want to go to south africa mm-hmm. now for another teacher um this is a teacher uh his name is thando daimara he works as a teacher at the masake key combined school which is a high school level institution and the trouble began when Thando encountered a student off-site from school grounds. He said, I heard a child calling me a mofi, which is an African slur for a gay man, and I went to reprimand him. He said a a friend later stopped by the student's house and was met by his mother, who was rude and shouted at me. She said her husband would deal with me. At this point, just so we all know, things are about to turn violent. So he called the police to report a case of discrimination, her husband appeared out of nowhere and smacked him with an open palm, and the husband took out a knife and wanted to stab him. If my friend was not there, uh, it would have definitely been a different story, the teacher said. Adding insult to injury, the parent in question served on the student governing body of the Masakahi Key School, uh, which is the, the same as the school board. Um, and then when Thano uh, reported the incident, the school refused to take action as the incident did not occur on school grounds. The parent has since resigned from the governing board. 
Police are investigating the attack as a common incident and have yet to make any arrest. Uh, for Thando, the response hasn't been supportive enough. Members of the LGBTI plus community are not given the respect they need and deserve, he says. The community, even though it's diverse, needs to respect gay people. And so I just wanted to bring this up because as you can see, discrimination happens everywhere in that and everywhere. the community where it's like it doesn't matter if you're the child all the way up to the adult. Right. Um, and these are two different, again, Minnesota, Africa. Right. Like two different places. You'd think someone would have some sort of uh, acceptance, um, tolerance, kindness, where you have a father getting upset and trying to physically harm you. But these are probably the same people who are scared of the children growing up to be an adult. Yeah. And being a teacher. Yeah. Lord forbid. Oh, gosh. It's backwards, isn't it? It's ass backwards. Yeah. All of the thinking, all of the feeling. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know how we work to fix the issues of this planet um, as it relates to the hate that we, I, there's just such deep prejudice that we have um, across the board, right? And that are rooted in our cultures, in our histories. How do we work to break down those barriers? That's a that's the age old question. Because it's where hate based. thrives, love can't survive. You know, and love trumps hate. Mm, and I feel like we just have so much hate. Obviously, in this country, um, but outside of it, right? Mm-hmm. On this planet, there's just so much divisiveness. Um, and I think that's why I appreciate the people who focus on peace mm. um, and bringing and uniting people. Yeah. And I think that's something that we could all learn from, you know? I would agree. And with that being said, Miss Jax. Final thought? Final thought. So, gosh, I mean, just kind of picking up on our conversation earlier about gun violence and a missed opportunity at the debate last night. um, My heart is heavy today Mm. because I heard this morning that um, in Germany, a gunman killed at least nine people in Definitely not going to pronounce this right, but Hanau, um, which is near Frankfurt. And officials are treating this as a terrorist attack, saying that the suspect who was found dead may have had far right motive, had a far right motive. Um, The president of Germany has already condemned the racist hatred and said the country will stand up for peaceful coexistence. So he killed nine people. Two apparently were racially motivated shootings. Um, at like hookah bars in this town, um, the suspect the the suspect then killed himself, also killing his mother. So what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. they are calling for a full investigation. Tell the fuck yeah. Um. And then I believe like five other people had life-threatening injuries. 
Um, some of those killed were of Turkish origin. Um, and wondering if that's what the motivation was behind. Um, but yeah, he shot himself and his 72 year old mother at home. Um, and I just, I mean, gosh, I, I feel like to be out at a hookah bar at mm. night unsuspecting because why would you think anything other than going out on the town with your friends or alone whatever it is um on a date maybe god forbid um and this is just sad. like so sad i can't even involved in wow in this situation i just i can't fathom and then to not only kill yourself which i wish you would have started there and that and that is like not what i want to say of course i don't believe in in suicide i understand why people take that action but not that that would have been the preferred but if you were thinking of killing anyone and willing to take those actions don't harm anyone else but then to kill your mother i just wow, I feel really fucked up over that piece. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that she's a perfect per- I don't know her. I don't know anything about them. I just think like, wow. Yeah. Um, and I just, my heart is so heavy because we continue to see back to the story from South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. We continue to see hate on this planet. This world is so divisive because of race because of religion because of these this hate that's inbred in our cultures why can we not see someone for who they are and if you have religious differences put that aside that doesn't mean you can't have a conversation with someone or fucking avoid them that's fine too just why do you feel the need to take someone else's life and it really, honestly, so interesting in this capacity. Today, I, I heard this story on NPR. And then in listening to the news, another show plays after NPR, which is called, I think it's called Planet Money, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, an NPR like podcast show. And today the episode was about immigrant communities um, in Pennsylvania. I want to say it was called Lancaster and these refugees from Sudan moving there. And they were talking about how in America, you actually have to pay back the government for seeking asylum. Right. So if you pay, which I honestly didn't know. And I'm like, I bet no one knows this shit. And we're just out, like, people are out here assuming that we're paying all of this money for the, no, no, they have to pay us back. Okay. And so he was saying, like, if you have a family of 10, each ticket's about $1,000. And so we automatically walking into America have a bill for $10,000 that we have to pay. And like, we don't have money. We don't have the funds. We literally left our, we fled our country because they, their, his, this gentleman's father was killed um, because he was unwilling, he was a business, a small business owner, unwilling to give money to, these people that were seeking money and so they killed him in front of his family just wild so they fled um thankfully were granted asylum and he himself is now a small business owner in this community because in this community 
in this town in Pennsylvania or city, they actually appreciate immigrants. They actually realize the benefit of bringing immigrants into our community, giving them English language classes, helping them secure jobs, helping them to build a life that is comfortable in the United States of America. And honestly, I was amazed. And I think they talked about his, I can't remember if it was him or then the story evolved to someone else from the community that had a, like do does like a pop-up dinner where a family, an immigrant family will host like other locals to like come and eat with them, like be a part of, like understand their culture. How amazing is that? So I, I love to hear a story of appreciation of other cultures, um, appreciation of immigrants, when our world just feels like a place where you cannot go anywhere else. You're forced to stay in a war-torn country. You're forced to witness family members' deaths. You're forced to not live a life that you deserve to live because of where you're from. Um, and I know in the UK, they're because of Brexit now, they're trying to pass laws that say if you, similar to what we have in the US, if we'll accept you if you speak English um, and if you are going to have a high paying job. So if you're a doctor, a lawyer, some engineer, something along those lines. But if you are a low on the totem pole worker, we actually don't want you here, um, which would affect tons of employers who employ those people, who need those people. I, I can't stress enough how important the immigrant community is across the, right. the, the world. world. Right. The world. Um, Nobody is like, it's very rare to find someone that's pure blood. Right. Unless you're on an island somewhere. Like, there's a lot of islands that's Right. Still, but it's like, oh, well, and come on. I just, I just, gosh, this is so earth shattering to me because I know, I know Germany suffers from the same thing that we're suffering from. They have for a long, they have a very storied past. Um, and that's not even a dictate of the color of your skin. That's because of your religion. So I think we all su- we all are feeling these pains. That's crazy. That's world. And we're using hate to fight these differences instead of looking towards something else. And I wish that we would be more like this city in Pennsylvania, open our arms and our hearts to these to these immigrant communities make space for them and not even that you have to go out of your way to do it just not not allow it to you know not fight it right not let let love in absolutely just just yeah so yeah Anyways, with that, Brooklyn, final thoughts? Yes, I have two, hopefully quick. Well, one is quick. Um, The first one I want to talk about is, let me tell you coronavirus-infected bitches. If you get off the fucking goddamn boat that was in the sea over there in California, if they tell your ass to be quarantined, be quarantined. So not sure if you're aware of this, but some... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Infected 
passengers flew home against the CDC's advice. So do you understand what you're doing? You're allowing your possible disease to be spread to other people. We just had two people on the Diamond Princess Cruise die. Two. So again, I don't you guys have been you guys have been quarantined on the ship for 16 days. But it doesn't help when you guys are all together just passing it from each other to each other. Now that you guys came here, I need you to stay where you need to stay. Period. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck you bitches. Okay? Moving along. My fuck you for today goes to Young Thug. Young Thug, aka the rapper, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Young Thug was someone who is flamboyantly dressed. And we support we supported him when he came out with these purple dresses he had on his cover, all of these things. However, I don't know who told him to get on his Twitter fingers and come after a child, but that's what he did. Young Thug is seriously in some heat after he purposely misgendered Dwayne Wade's 12-year-old child, Zaya. Now, while many people have come forward to express their support for Zaya, who previously identified as Zion, bold declaration to live in her truth, Thugger joins the vocal minority of those pushing back against Zaya's revelation that she identifies as a transgender girl. In a tweet directed towards the teenager, the Atlanta Trapster wrote, All I want to say, son, is God don't make mistakes, but hey, live your true self. The tweet, which was originally published on Wednesday, February 19th, has since been deleted, although he still has a previous tweet from the day up that says, you're God's best creation. Now, I just want to point out some people. Now, his inflammatory remarks comes just hours after Boosie, Baton Rouge rapper, was hit with a barrage of backlash about his sentiments of Zaya. The 30-year-old posted a transphobic tirade on his Instagram page, admonishing Dwayne's acceptance of his child's identity. Now, I'm going to stop right there again. Boosie, who are you to tell someone how they should support their child? Because you may not have had a father when you were growing up does not mean that Zaya needs to go through your same fucked up bullshit. Stop the cycles. That's all I'm trying to say. Boosie, get your life together. Going back to the to Young Thug, another thing that pisses me off with you is, like I said, you used to wear these dresses. You were trying, to, you were doing your thing, whatever. And I remember you coming out saying, "There's quote unquote no such thing as gender." You also spoke up for Little Nas X when he came out about his dis- and he disclosed his quote unquote queer sexuality. Right. So I don't understand how, with your gender fluid fashion choices throughout your career, how you could come after someone else. But anyone who has a platform, can't they do what they want? Say whatever the fuck they want? But, without but, the repercussions? And you can. But you know what? The, again, I say this all the time. I'm going to tell you again, Jax, before I reach across this table. You don't go after children. Zay's ex, okay, he was country. That song was whatever. You were like, no one took, I don't want to say took him seriously. Pop, he's pop. You are straight trap and be trap and hip hop. And people let you be your fucking gender uh, bending self and we didn't judge you like right. we thought that shit was weird or not I did but some people thought that shit was weird with your dresses and, but they let you rock with your shit they let you do you and for you you could address Dwayne the way that you want to and say bruh how you're treating your child I have an issue with this this and this but you specifically calling her out 
when she is again under the age of 18, when she's grown or she paying her own bills, then go ahead. You can talk to the girl. The girl ain't talking to you. She is trying to live her own life and coming to think about where you were at 13 years old, going through puberty as a man. She is going through a whole lot more different emotions, uh, body changes, everything. So for you to sit here and you also have to keep in mind, not only that, she's not doing this privately. Right. She is a poster girl for the trans movement now and has to take not only your bullshit ass comments, but normal non-important people's bullshit ass comments. Leave the girl alone. She ain't done nothing to your ass. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm with you there. I definitely think that there's, regardless of her age, there's no reason right. to come out against her. But right. I think, to your point of it being a child, Maybe. like, who do you think gave you the right to judge anyone? That's what I'm saying. It's just, I, I, again, it, it, I'm so flustered, like, just reliving it because I had read this like I think two days ago or yesterday and I was like oh I'm gonna bring it up that's gonna be my thought whatever and then I, the more I keep thinking about it, I'm like you two grown ass men grown ass men yeah I think Boosie's 38 like bruh I'm gonna need you to go sit your ass down somewhere y- y'all are y'all are crazy yeah. to sit here and go after a child Right. I, it, you are in the inter- entertainment industry. I'm sure you could find someone who have Dwayne Wade's number and say, hey, I need to talk to him. I want to sit in him some. Y'all can have that conversation privately. Period. That's all I'm trying to say. And even that, keep your fucking opinions to yourself. We don't want to hear them. Agreed. She doesn't want to hear them. She sure did. Her didn't. dad don't want to hear them. Uh, sure the fuck don't. And with that being said, I want to thank you for tuning into this end of the world episode because that's what it felt like for a second there (laughs) Um, you could have been anywhere but I'm glad that you spent your last hours with us you can follow us on the Instagrams at unsolicited thoughts podcast or you can email us at unsolicited thoughts at icloud.com that's unsolicited thoughts at icloud.com I'm Brooklyn and I'm Jax bye deuces